We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. It's all the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Gina. She's a former radio DJ and an award-winning voiceover actress and vocal coach. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So to start, <laughs> introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself and your past gaming experience. What was the first game you played? <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm Gina, and um, as Justin said, I'm a professional voiceover actress, and I voiced commercials, video games, uh, YouTube videos, all kinds of things. I love what I do. I come from a background of radio and podcasting and entertainment reporting. And I've been playing video games literally my whole life. Uh, I, you know, like starting with the NES system or even before that, Coleco, like for all the Gen Xers out there. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely NES, you know, Super Mario and The Legend of Zelda and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Tetris and Dr. Mario. I mean, I just have always loved video games. So one of the best parts of voiceover is getting to work in video games. It's amazing. Dr. Mario, that, that's a real callback. That was, oh, that I was a great it. one. That I like was a the, great the theme one. song's like still in my head. <laughs> I could like I forgot still hear about it. that one. So, <laughs> so how'd you first get involved in voiceover and, you know, why? I, so I did radio for about 10 years in Connecticut and New York, um, straight out of high school. I grew up doing theater and I, I never really loved being in front of an audience. So radio was perfect because nobody looks at me, but I can still do performing. So I did that. And when I left radio, um, I went on to entertainment reporting. I was the editor in chief of two reality TV websites, interviewed people from every show you could think of and somewhere in there I kind of started to miss radio but I didn't really want to go back to it it had gotten more corporate um it was really hard to you know stay at a station for a long period of time so um someone said you know you could do voiceover from home and I was like I don't even know what that is so I got a terrible USB microphone I joined Fiverr and just started um you know, uploading gigs and saying I could voice things for people and started getting hired pretty quickly so for like six years I was on Fiverr and Upwork and I made, you know, a good amount of money. And when the pandemic hit, um, my sister took a voiceover class online and she was like, you should really try to do this like professionally. So I, up, I upgraded my equipment. I started taking workshops, started joining better casting sites, got an agent, booked my first national commercial by the end of the year. And the, the rest is history. 
So, so what's the difference between taking it, you know, professionally and kind of, you know, what you're doing it for leisurely? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. I mean, I don't love like, you know, the word professional. I'm always like, Ugh, like, I don't know. I don't want to put people, you know, down and there's nothing wrong with doing it as a hobby, a side hustle or anything like that. But I think, you know, professionally was, I just, I wanted to work at a very high level. So I was, you know, very focused on doing a lot of coaching with agents and casting directors and very successful people in the industry, getting the best equipment I could, you know, auditioning for higher level jobs that were paying more, you know, like some of these other sites like Fiverr Upwork have a reputation for, you know, five dollars. That's, that's why, why it's was, called that's, Fiverr. Yeah, that's why it was called Fiverr. I mean, now when it first started, you really had to charge five dollars. Now you can set your prices and there are people who make, you know, really great money on there. But for me, I just wanted to work at, you know, at the highest level. So it was having the agents and the managers and the big brands and, the, you know, things like that. And so um, it's been quite a journey and I coach people as well. And that's been super fun too, helping people either get into the industry or sort of take themselves from the middle of their career to the top of their career. So yeah, let's talk a little about the coaching stuff you're doing. So how does it kind of work with, if you're working with a client, is it, you know, kind of is a weekly thing or is it just, how does that all work? Yeah, I mean, it really depends. I coach a lot of kids and teens, and and I really enjoy that. And they're phenomenal. I mean, they've they've voiced with, you know, Walmart, Target, Nintendo, Disney, Nickelodeon, like so many great brands. And that's really how I started as a kids and a teen coach. But I guess adults started hearing <laughs> what I was doing, and they wanted me to coach them too. And I was like, okay. So um, I do some script coaching, but really what I focus on is the business of voiceover. So the marketing aspect, you know, SEO, networking, um, you know, getting an agent, following up with people, when's the right time to get a demo. That's really where I like to be. I can do the script coaching and I like it, but I'm way more into the business side because I feel like as creatives, that's often the side of the business that we drop, as I'm sure you know, (laughs) as a lawyer. So, you know, I mean, it was really important to me to help them and my degrees in marketing, my background's in SEO, and it's given me quite an advantage in the industry. And I've, been able to help a lot of people do the same. The kids, on the other hand, a lot of script coaching, a lot of prepping for big auditions, um, prepping them for sessions, and you know they're phenomenal. They're so talented. It's amazing. Well, definitely great that you're helping the youth. You know, next generation <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. So, how'd you first get involved in voiceover work for video games? I know you've worked with Nintendo and some other ones. So tell <laughs> us about some of this. Yeah, so I did the trailer for uh, Tears of the Kingdom for the new Legend of Zelda game this year. It was on TV. It was on Twitch. It was in movie theaters before the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is crazy that my voice was in movie theaters. Um, When my agent or when my manager called me to tell me I booked it, I screamed, shut up (laughs) in his face because I was just so blown away. And I was like, I'm sorry, it's not very professional, but I was so excited. Um, But the first game I did was in uh, 2020 is a VR game called Eye of the Temple. It was made by the solo dev like just an unbelievable if you're a vr gamer like i'm not just saying this like the game is truly so amazing the it's very immersive the movement um in the game is incredible and so i auditioned for it and i was like down to me and a couple others and i messaged him and i said you know just want to let you know like i looked up the game and it is just so impressive and i i really am excited to play it and he said you know it was between you and somebody else but like your passion for gaming pushed you over the edge and that was it i mean from like i voiced the walking uh character in the walking dead um which i won the 2023 best female uh gaming performance of the year from the one voice awards which is crazy i've been in genshin impact um many uh there's a vr game called survival nation where i play the head of the survival camp and i have two really big games coming out next year that i'm like so excited about and one of the hardest parts of voiceover is just 
not being able to tell anyone. I'm like, I swear, like something good is coming, <laughs> you know, NDAs and stuff like you can't talk about it. But yeah, I mean, voicing games has been awesome. I voiced um, almost 20 games to date now. And um, it's not always going to be the thing that pays the most in voiceover, but it's definitely my favorite thing. The thing that I get so freaking pumped about it. I actually, right after this, have a gaming session right, right after we're done here. So how does it work? Is it for characters, for the trailers? Like, how are you involved in it? So for Nintendo, I did the trailer. Um, that was awesome. For everything else, I do characters and games. Um, it's really fun. I mean, sometimes I record it on my own and just send in the file. Sometimes, you know, or a lot of times we do directed sessions where, you know, the director or the writers or the dev team is on the line and I'll do the line a couple of times and they'll give me feedback. Um, and that's always really nice. I like, you know, doing things in a collaborative way. And that's how the session later will run. There's probably going to be five or six people on the line while I record my lines. Um, but yeah, that's typically how it goes. And and oftentimes I don't know, like with The Walking Dead, I only recorded my lines. So I literally had no idea like what anyone else sounded like, even what the story was. I, I only knew my part of it. So when I watched it all, I was like, oh, like that. That makes so sense. That's why like, I said I, that. Yeah, I really didn't know. Um, so that that's always very cool. But that's usually how, you know, video game um, sessions work. And I find auditions through a lot of different ways. I audition through casting sites, through my agents and my manager. I do a lot of networking with studios and with game devs, you know, through LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever, you know, workshops, just trying to meet people. So I'm always trying to get as many opportunities or as many great opportunities as I can. Amazing. Well, it definitely sounds like some great stuff. So congrats again on winning. So <laughs> I would like to win that award and then to be recognized for your voiceover work in a video game, not just voiceover work. <laughs> well, I cried because I honestly was not, I was so excited to be nominated. I was nominated for that. Um, I was nominated for best radio ad and I was nominated for female voiceover artist of the year, which is like, I mean, incredible. So one of the women in my category for best female gaming performance is this super talented actress, Allison Packard, who plays Rose in Call of Duty. And I was like, you're going to win. And she was like, no, you're going to win. I was like, no, you're going to win. And we were going back and forth. And she ended up winning, you know, some amazing awards. But um, I mean, when I play Call of Duty, like I, I would play as her. <laughs> I play as Rose because it's Allison. So I was genuinely shocked to win. I was not at the awards. It was in Texas. And my, but my friends were there and they texted me like screaming you won and there were videos and so many congratulations came in and I was like wow this is so incredible I just you know as a little kid playing you know at, like my game boy <laughs> like late at night when my parents thought I was going to sleep like I could not have imagined what would be happening now and I play all kinds of video games now I always say like when I'm not in the booth I'm playing games very competitive games uh, mostly but I just love the industry and so to be any part of it is awesome Amazing. So tell us a little about some of the other voiceover stuff you work on. What are some recent projects and kind of what's your favorite part about the job? Uh, well, I do. I really love doing commercials. It's really fun. This year I did a really fun campaign with Snapple, uh, with Cinnabon, with um, Vistaprint, uh, with Anheuser-Busch. There were so many that I did and I, I really um, love them. I was the voice of Xfinity Rewards for about a year and a half. Then I was the voice of Vistaprint for about a year. Um, so that's fun. I love that every day is different. I, like you never really know what's going to happen. Love working with a lot of, you know, exciting brands and of course the gaming companies. And I just just love I think I just love being an entrepreneur I love being in charge of my own schedule I love deciding what I'm going to do every day my dad actually just said to me we had coffee the other day and he said 
you know, I was stressed about money and he was like, would you ever go back to a regular paycheck? I was like, no, because that means I'd have to work for somebody else. And I just don't think I'm cut out to do it. And my dad's like, yeah, you're just like me. You know, we're just, we're meant to be in charge of our own careers and our own destinies. So that's definitely been one of the best parts. And I, I know it's like cheesy, but the people have been amazing. I mean, you would think, you know, maybe it'd be very competitive, very cutthroat, uh, but it's not like there's a really great sense of community and I've met some amazing people and they're very gracious and helpful and kind. And and so that's been really nice too, making friends from, you know, all over the country and the world, honestly. Well, that's amazing. I know sometimes entertainers in town can be a little cutthroat. You're Have all vying you for the same gigs. <laughs> oh, no, there's some of them. <laughs> there's some of them. But honestly, like, I feel like maybe it was a good thing getting into voiceover and in sort of my older age a bit. Like, I just feel like I'm, I'm better able to set boundaries. And the minute I sniff, like, somebody's not sincere or trying to talk to me for the right reasons, I just, you know, I just keep my distance or kind of set that boundary, which is nice. But yeah, for sure, there's some cutthroat people. <laughs> and, and, but overall, it's been really nice and I've met some of my best friends you know in the industry and and honestly like my my closest friend and I are you know we are super competitive on paper we go up for all the same jobs we have a lot of the same agents the same manager and we even hired the same SEO company and the guy was like why would you do that like isn't she your competition and I was like yeah but like we go up against each other all the time and if I'm not going to get it like I want her to and vice versa so we might as well have the same SEO company helping our websites rank too and that's just kind of the attitude that we have and I think it's it's really nice like two women lifting each other up and just hey if you get it great and if I get it great you know there's no reason to be catty competitive cutthroat nothing Right, as long as it's one of you, can't be anyone else. I'm, I'm with you. No, it. yeah, then we have a problem. <laughs> but I'm always like, if it's not me, you know, we just were up for something very recently. It was like literally a dream job of mine that I really wanted. She's super right for it. But we were both saying to each other, like, all right, if I don't get it, like, I, I hope you get it. Neither one of us got it, and I was very sad. <laughs> I was very sad. Um, but usually I let it roll off my back. Awesome. So what's, say, the hardest part of the job? Obviously, it sounds like there's a lot of fun parts. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think when people talk to me, they can immediately tell my passion for voiceover. It's fun. I love it. I'm, I, you know, it's the best choice I've ever made was, you know, choosing this as my career. But that being said, it's very, very competitive. And I think because of the pandemic, the world sort of opened up. I mean, while the world closed down, the online world opened up. And so there were so many more opportunities for remote voice actors. So there was this influx of people. So it's very competitive. It's very unpredictable. You really never know. I mean, again, I like that you never know what every day is going to bring, but you also never know what every day is going to bring. You don't know when you're going to get paid, you know? And so that part of it can be very stressful trying to stay, you know, even relevant and at the top of people's minds. So it's a constant hustle and a constant grind, but there's a lot of me. I think it's like the anxious Italian Dunkin' Donuts drinking New England girl in me, but like I kind of thrive in the chaos of it. Um, but it is a very hard industry and a positive mindset is super important because it's very easy to get discouraged, I think. Definitely. I think that's one of the things about, you know, working on your own, being an entrepreneur, running a business. It's just, it's not every single day where you go and you do your job and it's like <laughs> the pay will be there bi-monthly and like on every other Friday you get money and it's like, yeah, yeah. This morning, invoice comes in, and now you can disperse it and pay a bunch of bills. And, you know, yeah. hopefully invoices come in daily, right? That's the exactly. goal. Exactly. I always tell my mom, like, the minute, you know, I say, oh, I'm getting paid, you know, this Friday on a job. I know they, they emailed me and told me the remittance is coming. And my mom was like, oh, that's great. I said, it'll be gone in 2.3 seconds. <laughs> the minute it comes in, it's back out the door to all the bills. And, you know, and voiceovers also, it can be very expensive. You want to have great equipment and great demos and, you know, 
workshops. It's a lot of people travel, you know, and go to conferences and things like that. So, you know, it, you need a booth. Like, it can really add up quickly. So that part of it was hard, too. But I, I tried to invest in myself wisely from the beginning. So I never found myself in too much of a financial hole. Not too much. <laughs> well, good. That's the way to do it. You got to be smart with it. Yeah. So. As we mentioned, you were a radio DJ and you yeah. know, involved in other aspects of the entertainment world. Mm-hmm. So what similarities do you see between the entertainment business and working in the video game space? Um, I mean, I think I think just having the background in playing gaming has been really helpful for me. So I've been able to take that knowledge and apply it to, to my video game auditions. Like, it sounds silly, but just like knowing what an ultimate ability is in a game, you know, or like just general call outs, like you know, frag grenade or whatever, like that stuff, like, or like when you're in the like lobby or you're on character selection, like all of those things have been very helpful. Definitely in radio and podcasting, I've had to think quick, you know, edit quickly and, and just be creative and bring my personality to the table. So that's been very helpful in voiceover as well. So there, there is a lot of crossover and, you know, you wouldn't think that like necessarily playing games growing up could have a benefit in your adult life, but it does. I mean, it does from a career perspective and it does from like, it's like cheesy, but like from a mental health perspective too, like that's my way of relaxing and calming down. And in a way it helps, you know, bring me down and then I can come back into the booth and be creative again. Like video games definitely has a lot of positive effects on my life. And maybe I'm the only 40 something year old mother running around playing Fortnite, but I don't care. It's really fun. Fortnite, Call of Duty, League, Valorant, you know, Rust, Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, all of it. You know, it's been great. Amazing. Well, those are all great ones. And there definitely <laughs> should be more 40-something-year-old moms running around There's playing not... video games. I'm I... all for it. <laughs> I always wonder, like, I joke around and I say, like, you know, when I play Fortnite and, uh, you know, get my, like, Victory Royale or, or whatever against probably some, you know, 12-year-old kid somewhere. <laughs> like, imagine if you could just see on the other end of the screen <laughs> that it's just some mom, you know, like, right, sending like... him back to the lobby to get on the <laughs> battle bus again. <laughs> Oof. So what kind of differences have you noticed between, you know, this entertainment space and some of the other ones? Uh, I mean, I think that one of the biggest things is like in radio, a lot of times it's like we're a personality, just like a lot of streamers are, you know, it's like, that's not who necessarily, I mean, there's definitely aspects, but you know, I think it's only like Dr. Disrespect, who's like, it's just a straight up character, even Tyler one or somebody like that. It's like, yeah, maybe there's some similarities, but they are different when they're off camera. Whereas maybe Tim, the tap man is like a little bit some, you know, closer to who he is in real life, but definitely on the radio it's a different personality like I literally had a different name and you know maybe it was like a little I don't know edgier especially when I was in rock radio um and in voiceover like so much of it it's funny because it's like so many characters that I play but I feel like a lot of it is way more like grounded in like who I am like bringing in my real experiences in life and I've actually learned a lot about myself and become like a more vulnerable person through doing voiceover, I think. Um, so that's been like the biggest thing was like definitely bringing more of myself to the table instead of always being a character and I don't not being fake. That's not the right word. But then also like just, um, I don't know, like, yeah, just trusting my instincts and also feeling like I'm often just talking to one person. Like when I'm doing commercials, it's like, I'm only, I should only think that I'm speaking to one person, like just me and you. And that's my read. Whereas in radio, it's like, I'm talking to the whole state and it's a party and we're doing a big countdown or we're out at a car dealership. So it's way more energetic, but you know, I mean, those similarities and those differences have, I think in all ways helped me in the voiceover industry. Right. It gives you the ability to kind of adapt to different situations, have different audiences, know how to engage with them. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the thing about voiceover compared to, say, people who work in theater or on camera is, you know, they can only get to a certain amount of auditions a day or a week because they need to self-tape and it's a lot of preparation. But in voiceover, there's a, so many opportunities. So some days I'll do, you know, 20, 30, 40 custom auditions a day, not just submitting my reel, but really like recording a script and, and sending it off. So some days like my, like it's like having multiple personalities. It's like from one script, like this is a sad script. Oh, this is a happy script. Well, this is like, you know, fighting zombies. And then this script is a very serious political spot. So, you know, like you have to like change your own personality on the fly. And I joke like, or when I'm coaching people, I always call it, it's like the multiverse of Gina or the multiverse of Justin. It's like, these are all the colors of my personality. And in this universe, I'm fighting zombies and it's really me. And in this universe, I'm like, you know, a political strategist. And in this universe, I'm a doctor fighting cancer. But I always think of it as like, it's me. Um, but that part of it is always very interesting, like swapping emotions every two seconds. It's kind of tiring sometimes. Right. Having to get really excited yeah. and then get really stern when you're talking about dental hygiene. Yeah. Like we need to talk about your Medicaid benefits. And then it's, you know, I mean, right after this is a very, you know, high energy video game. So I'm, you know, energetic now because we're talking about one of my favorite topics. But after this, it's, you know, a video game session that's, you know, got a lot of fighting. And so I'll be like, you know, yelling and hopefully my neighbors don't call the police because they're going to hear me shouting. Um, you know, and then after that, it's like I need to do auditions and they're probably a little bit more subdued. So it's like it's it is very like emotionally tiring. I think people just think like, oh, you probably just walk up to the mic and talk. But it's like <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. A lot that I think people don't realize. Right. The whole preparation, learning the script, how you're going to approach things. You're just yeah. like, there's so much more, like you said, than just turning around the mic and just no. reading what it says. Now that's people on TikTok want you to be like, do you have a nice voice? Do you want to like, you know, voice books from your bed? It's like, yeah, I wish that that was that easy. But also like, you just need to be great. Technically, you need to be great at audio editing. You need to be comfortable, you know, navigating directed sessions on Zoom or on these other programs that we use. There's a lot of, you know, you need to know a lot about business. Like there's a lot of things. I, I wish it was just as easy as someone saying, hey, you have a great voice. But I'm like, this isn't the 1920s where it's like vaudeville and they're like, you got a great voice, kid. I'm going to sign you and you're going to be a star. Like it's, it, there's a million factors that go into being successful in voiceover and like how good your voice sounds is like almost one of the least important things actually. Right. So I guess that's kind of weeds into the next question. What advice do you have for anyone that's really trying to work voiceover professionally and kind of go down the route that you are and get involved like this? Um, I mean, I definitely think like some level of coaching is really important. I mean, some people would tell you like coach for a really long time. I think it depends on the person, but to, to go into it blindly is just not really the play because there's a lot of things to know, even just about negotiating and, you know, negotiating pay and what should you be paid and, you know, what should the terms be, you know, simple things like, you know, or, or complicated things like that. Never mind, like, you know, what are people looking for in commercial reads or political reads or video game reads? So there's a lot to learn when you're first getting into it. There's a lot of great information online. There's a lot of great free resources as well, which is nice. And there's a lot of great classes to take. So that, that would be a step one. I'm always telling people like, you don't need to buy equipment until you've already done some coaching and you really feel like this is what you want to do. Like don't put yourself in debt and then be like, I hate this or, or this is too hard. It happens all the time. People just, you know, give up and say, I just, I can't do it. So I would always start with, you know, coaching. And I'm not just like, not necessarily me, but just someone in general that can help guide you, you know, into the industry. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's great advice. I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's like I just turn on the mic and I read some stuff yeah. and I go for it. And it's like, yeah. well, no, that's how you do it if you want to do it. But if you want to do it professionally and understand how yeah. to do it right, that's 
not probably the way to do it. It's like technically, yes, that's how you do it. Put on your mic and read something. But it's like, well, but do you, yeah, do you want to do it at a high level? Would you like to book? Do you want to make money? Like, you know, there's all these other things. And there's so much that I didn't know. I mean, I feel like I had a pretty good baseline coming from a background of theater, radio, podcasting, you know, and still there was so much that I don't know. And even now, like, sometimes I'm like, this is so hard to navigate. Like, and there's no, like, it's not like, oh, you go to school for this. I mean, you can, but it's like, there's a lot of this unsaid stuff that no one tells you about that you just kind of figure out as you go along. So having a good coach, a good mentor, or just a good sense of community in the industry can definitely be helpful. And there certainly are a lot of great resources for people. Well, definitely. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite part about working in, you know, the video game business, especially that aspect of it? Uh, I mean, working in video games, I think it's just, yeah, it's just being a part of games that are going to live on for years and, you know, that have a fan base that streamers are, you know, commenting on like, oh, like I did uh, Minecraft Dungeons and Dragons, which was super fun. And a bunch of streamers had, you know, done a playthrough of it. And I was like watching the videos to get to the part where they got to my character and, you know, we're kind of commenting and that was really fun. So yeah, I mean, and I just have a, you know, a goal of, of continuing to elevate myself in video games. So you know, I'm always like, if listen, if I'm a champion in like League of Legends, I'm literally going to like scream, cry, throw up like uh, or like an agent, you know, an operator in Call of Duty, like pff, I will never recover. So I'm always like pushing towards those goals. And I feel like it's very exciting. And, I, and I'm like, right, like right there on some of these, you know, dream games of mine. I've already been auditioning for some of them, you know, for some of those game devs. And and that's going to be a really great moment. <laughs> Well, amazing. So kind of to bring this towards the end, what's kind of the future for your plans, both the gaming space and just voiceover in general? Uh, I mean, yeah, so for sure, definitely like, you know, voicing with some of those, you know, really competitive games that I love to play um, is like at the top of my list. Um, Just continuing to push myself forward in in voiceover, working more in animation and promo or trailers, Um, and then helping others get into the industry too. Like I really love, again, working, like we were talking earlier, the youth, like the, the future generation of voiceover. Um, fighting the good fight against AI where I don't want it to take over completely. And I think that there's a lot to be said for the human experience and voiceover. So I do try to use my voice and my influence um, to speak to that, that, you know, AI cannot completely replace us and it, it never will know like why it's saying something. It just can say something. And so that's really important to me um, as well. But yeah, I mean, I have no signs, no, no plans to slow down, love what I do and, and love talking about it. Amazing. Well, it definitely sounds like you're onto some great stuff. So I like to try to end each episode with my three questions. So okay. what's your favorite game to watch? Uh, my favorite game to watch? Oh, my gosh. I mean, probably League, League of Legends. I really, I, I, I'm, I'm a big G2 fan, if anybody likes, you know, EU. A big G2 fan. Um, and so I love watching them. And it's really impressive to watch people play, you know, at a really high level for League. And what's your favorite game to play? <laughs> probably league i mean league hearthstone magic the gathering i do love card games quite a bit um magic, those are definitely marvel snap any marvel yeah, snap? snap for sure yeah snap is amazing i mean okay. it, you know one mobile game of the year absolutely deservedly so i mean snap has been phenomenal and um i've been enjoying uh modern warfare 3 lately even though uh some people have been <laughs> complaining about the new people combat. are always complaining about listen <laughs> i always i'll never say no to a you know call of duty I'll, I'll buy it every time every time a new game comes out i'll buy it i'm definitely a big marble snap fan myself yeah, so Snap's that's awesome. definitely my game of choice and yeah. last one so who's your favorite video game character oh my gosh you know i really don't know you know one of my favorite 
I really loved playing Borderlands 3 during the pandemic. Um, that was super fun. Loved like Lilith and Tannis. And in that game, I really enjoyed that. Boy, it's so hard. I mean, in League, uh, I mean, in League, it's Heimerdinger. And I, I love League. I loved watching Arcane. So Heimerdinger and, and I'm a dirty Teemo player <laughs> in League as well. But I have a lot of favorite characters. <laughs> Amazing. Well, this was so great. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell yeah. them where they can connect with you and learn about what you're working on. Yeah, sure. So my website is ginascarpa.com and my studio website is Positive Voices CT for Connecticut, ct.com. And we do voiceover casting. We do audio production, writing, editing, and we also do educational programs for people. And I also try to do some free ones throughout the year just to give people, you know, I mean, not everyone can spend money on, you know, on, on something that they're really passionate or interested in so i try to do some free resources for them as well amazing well everyone make sure to check out her stuff she's does great work and i Thank know you. that her coaching sessions are pretty awesome i, I attended <laughs> one and gave some insights so if, if any of the other ones are like mine i can only imagine the value it was great there. it was great and they loved you well i appreciate that and again thanks everybody again for tuning in and listening and make sure to follow me on twitter Justin J E S Q and check Apple Podcast for all our past episodes and now YouTube at Justin J E S Q where we now have all of our videos. Yay! Thanks for having me. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.